Hello and welcome to another episode of Building Livewire. I'm your host, Caleb Porzio. Hi. It's a me. <laughs> and that's my new temporary co-host, Daniel Colborn. What's up, everybody? This is going to be the first episode that goes longer than 10 minutes and 10 seconds. Probably not. Okay. Daniel came to me and Dan- basically Daniel's using Livewire for the first time. Would yes. you say? I'm, I'm using Livewire for the first thing besides playing around with Livewire for the sake of playing around with Livewire. Like now I'm using it because there's something I want to do. Yeah. And so this yeah, is essentially cool. the first time Daniel's using it and he has thoughts. And we started talking about um, the documentation and ways it could improve. And I, I was like, stop it, man. Let's, let's talk about this on, because I feel like this might lead to some eureka moments. I'm not sure. So maybe uh, we, we could just like start off with like, what was your general experience? And then we can launch into some of the things that you wish were better about the docs and where it failed you things like that yeah so my general experience is very good i'm having a lot of fun uh i'm writing quickly um there are some things that are what do you mean by writing quickly i'm just getting a lot built fast okay you know like things it's it's just fast yeah because you don't have to make a a route definition and a controller and then a controller method and then you know all the things button you write code for the button to run. Right. You know? yeah, well, no, and I mean even just to make like a new screen. Yeah. Like just making a single page live wire component is so much faster than mm-hmm. making a new controller method and a sure. route endpoint and a view. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, it literally could just be the fact that there's an artisan command for it. Like I could make an artisan command that makes the things <laughs> in the conventional Laravel. Like. I know. It's, yeah, right. That is interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just fast. I feel like I'm moving at a breakneck speed when I'm writing it. So that's cool. Cool. Um, I'm also like the thing I'm working on. We're not worried about how it looks or how it behaves yet. Like yeah, right. UX is not a consideration. It's just sure. like make this work. Yeah. And so I'm just hurtling through. Okay. Um, but yeah, there, um, there are a few things that were not obvious to me and maybe this is, so what I didn't do is sit down and read the docs all the way through and then start working. Gotcha. So I will say that I think if you do that, you're much better off, but I don't do that myself and I don't expect people to do that. Like I I shouldn't expect people to do that as much as I want to, but Um, so that I I'm with you. So what I did is I started writing code from what I know about Livewire. Right. And when I ran into problems, I went and looked for the answers. Yeah. Now, this is, I'm not the average user because I know a lot about Livewire because, like, the you ratio and I of Livewire experience to knowledge on you is like, it's out of skewed control. Skewed beyond belief. Yeah. Um, so I know the conceptually, I know everything or close to everything about Livewire, but I don't, I've never implemented much of it. Right. Yeah. And so now there's stuff that's not obvious. Like, uh, so for example, what I didn't read right off the bat was the mount method page in the documentation, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I skipped right to the single page or the SPA mode, um, <laughs> okay, which is not a good name for that. Agreed. Page in the documentation, it okay. should just be called single page components. Yeah. Okay. Um, or route components or something like that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Hold on, hold on. Let me get a pen here. Because uh, you know, this is recorded. You can listen <laughs> I'm not going to listen this. to it. <laughs> this is a brainstorming session. 
Okay. Um, but so I went to SPA mode. Yeah. And I um figured out about route model route model binding, right? So first I went, I bet Caleb there's no way Caleb didn't put route model binding in this thing. For sure. And then I went and I looked and there it was. Um and through learning about route model binding, I learned about the mount method existing. Right? <laughs> okay, yeah. Um and I was like, okay, so there's a mount method. Cool. So that's good. Um and it gets the uh dependencies passed into it, blah blah blah. Then I had a situation where I needed to call that particular live wire component not from a route definition, right? I just needed to call it with a normal like at live wire um, in the blade, right? Yeah. So I had a component which I had yep. been yep. calling Got it. as a route yeah. and now I need to call it just as a normal component. Yeah. And I was like, oh, how do I pass something? How do I pass an argument in, right? Because this thing was getting injected through the route model binding. Now I need to pass in like an argument to this thing. Yeah. I didn't know where to look for that information. Like okay. I didn't, I, I was like, okay, the syntax is here somewhere. Sure. Right. But I don't know where okay. to look for it, you know? Right. Um, Cause there's no page called like using a component in your blade, you know? Yeah. Okay. So because the information about how, the information about the syntax for the blade directives is sort of trickled throughout the documentation as it's relevant. Yeah, to it's the like topic a story. Being... Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, like the mount method. Hmm. So what I wanted the mount was method is a everything piece of you're document... looking for that page, but the agreed that the name is poor and that maybe some of this content is is sort of strewn across. Well, for that specific thing, right? But like. What I wanted was a place where I would go to find all of the, everything that the blade directive can do. Okay. Like, and that was, that's what I would have expected to find somewhere. Mm. Okay. But I didn't find it, right? Because, like, I'm used to, like, going to uh, the collections documentation or the query builder documentation or something like that in the yeah, Laravel Yeah, or the, like, available validation methods. Right, like, right. I want, yeah, I want, like, an available ever. methods for this thing so i want you to like tell me the api of the blade directive okay um and the story is well and good right like as a way to learn livewire but i don't think that it's necessarily very good as a way to like it doesn't work as a reference that well yeah so i think what would be a what are the things you would want list? So the, the API for, um, so one of the things Daniel said before, this is when I was like, we need to record this. He was telling me that he went to the API section of the docs and he's like, I love that section of the docs. And I will say that uh, I uh, Michael Dorinda also messaged something about that. Um, I don't remember exactly, but I think people, I, I'm that way too. I go right to available validation messages. I don't like, I don't read documentation like a storybook. Mm -mm. So when it's written like that, it's hard for me. I do a lot of scanning and then hopefully there's enough code snippets and well, well made titles and like, you know, links at the top that it's easy for me. Um, 
and that agreed is not the case uh, or Livewire is written that way in that story style. Like it brings you on a journey of like all the info information you need, the smallest bit of information you need to get started. And then it builds on it and builds on it and builds on it. And no page relies on information from the previous page. So that, that was like a really hard balance was like, there's so many different ways to slice the Livewire experience. It's, it's mm-hmm. this is actually like incredibly difficult. And I've changed a couple of times just already like the amount of iterations that the documentation underwent and that it still is like obviously not the way that I would want them to be is kind of a whole fun story in itself. But anyway, so you have a using you have, or so you have a making a component page right. in the docs. Yes. You should have a using a component page. Consuming a component. Sure. Yeah. Right. Like right. You, yeah. Using. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I just needed to understand what you meant. Yeah. So like you make a component and then you use it. <sighs> right. Because right? using could encompass, could encompass like all of everything live wire. So I get like, like, uh, yeah, that's why I said consuming. Cause you, or you, like you calling mean like, a yeah, calling right. a component, rendering a component, whatever. Yeah. 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 Loading, a, yeah, placing, I don't know. Yeah. So you like the experience of making the component and then the experience of declaring. And honestly, those are two, that's like the same thing. Like they're in the same little uh, nest, you know, like they're, it's both fairly simple mm-hmm. and they both directly related. You make a component and then you use it. And there's one way to make, I mean, you can make a component manually, but who does that? I artisan make Livewire, every component, I think everybody does. And then you consume it with at Livewire or the new blade syntax or the single page syntax. Right. Huh. Tailwind CSS is now sponsoring me. For ninety nine dollars oh. a month, I bet. Cool. I bet Adam just. Am I? I'm probably. I don't know if I'm allowed to say whatever. Adam. I bet Adam just canceled his sponsorship and redid it under the Tailwind thing. I don't think I just got an extra hundred bucks a month. Anyway, decal. Yeah. Yeah. So that like, right? Like like that's a whole page in itself. Well, what right. is that? Just just saying that there's three different ways to consume a component. Yeah. So let me step back and I, I want to finish what I was saying that Decol uh, came to me and said, I love your API page. There's this page like buried at the end of the docs, the very last page. And I list out every live wire directive in a big list. And then I add one sentence descriptions. And Daniel was like, I love that. I want that for all of live wire, you know? Right. Yes. I want it for all the non-directive things. Yeah. Um, it's harder to do that because it's not just a list of syntaxes, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what we're exploring. Um, so anyway, I guess I m- maybe keep going with, with your, let's like map out your, your journey to the docs. Like, so your journey, the way the docs are currently written is like, pick up the book and read it front to back and you will know all of Livewire and it will have made sense and it'll bring you on a journey. Right. So assume I've done that, right? Okay. Assume... Just, I mean, don't, I, I haven't in the real world, but like right. pretend I've done that. Okay. Right? Yes. And then I'm like building a live wire app and then I like forget what the syntax is for something. Yeah. Where do I go to find yeah, it? Yeah. You're like, That's what chapter r- was that? Yeah. In so the it's story? like, the, I'm not saying that the chap, that the book and the story shouldn't exist. I'm just saying that's not your docs. Agreed. Yeah. That's like your getting started blog post or whatever. Yeah. So. I mean, there is, there is a degree of this, like there is a getting started. That's very much a story of like building a component front to back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, you know, I did attempt to like lay out the essential concepts, like 
properties has everything related to binding actions has everything related to whatever events you know if so i think there is a degree of that where i'm like oh this is event related where do i go events it has everything to do with events but deke mm-hmm. um so i i want to like i i definitely concede that the livewire docs are built more they're somewhere in the middle I would say that's what it is. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah, well, and I think that maybe it made more sense when Livewire was a thing that most people were, like, considering using, right? When it when Livewire was a thing where it was like, oh, yeah. here's a thing. I'm going to do a bunch of research about it and then convince my boss that it's a good thing. Sure. You know? But I think it supports that use case more than the use case of actually using it. Yeah. So like it supports the use case of like speculatively learning about it, but not using it more than it supports the use case of using it in your day-to-day life. Sure. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at this right now and like the, there's a component feature section that in my mind is all the secondary concerns, validation, authorization, pagination. That's what you're, that's, that's within that those lines of reference yeah, material. and i used the validation section quite a lot okay and that i mean that that's like what you're looking for right yep validation authorization pagination yeah you're like oh how do we yep. do pagination i'll go to the sidebar and i'll look and then i find pagination so mm-hmm. i think we can kind of narrow this down that the essentials portion right there honestly really it's those four well maybe it's the first six but so first you have installation that makes perfect sense right yep then you have making components Mm-hmm. That also makes sense, would you say? What do you think? Uh, yes, although maybe I would change it to creating. Creating components? Know. Yeah, like yeah. making implies more of more than just like newing up a component. Yeah. Maybe like new components, making new components. Making. I think creating is just like... Yeah, creating components. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because... It almost in other, yeah, making components, registering components, new components. What if it was like new components? Yeah, new components. Registering components. Registering components is probably the best. Registering components is good. And then I would just add another page called calling components. So... So I don't know if or I like maybe, calling. No, 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 no. Maybe you just make a page called components. Okay. And this has creating it and... Creating it and the render and mount stuff. Creating and render and mount. Interesting. And then you have another page called blade. Uh, interesting. I almost feel like it should be like like components really instead of the essentials should be like so so the core concepts are making so there's like making right mm-hmm. then there's using or calling you know pa- you know declaring it or however you're doing it in a single page or one off things like that right sure then there is data binding public properties right Sure. Um, then there is uh, actions or methods, you know, calling methods. There's events, you know, emitting and listening for events. Mm-hmm. And then there's hooks. There's lifecycle hooks. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's the core knowledge. Yeah, um, I don't know if data component. binding says the thing that I want it to say to okay. me. I would have something called. Where does it fall some. short? Explain the problem. I'm just not clear on what's in there by the title. Right. So you almost want it to be wire model. Props. I know you don't like props, but props. Uh, I'm I'm okay with properties. Sorry, I'm talking. Yeah, oh, yeah. I already well, have talking... that. Right, it's called properties. <laughs> oh, properties. It's called properties. So that's good, right? Yeah. So maybe, yeah. I guess data binding. I don't know. It's maybe it's just the binding part. Yeah, and there is no binding. I just made that up. Maybe right just now. component data. So maybe it's just called data. Component data. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. So there's like component data and component methods. Is that better than properties and actions? See, the problem is like in theory, actions are more than just methods. They can be money sign refresh. You know, there's magic actions. I wanted to leave it open so that it's not like explicitly a method. I don't even know what money sign refresh does. What does that do? It refreshes the component. <laughs> you could like wire click money sign refresh and it'll just refresh it. Oh, cool. You, click. Um, you clearly didn't read the docs front to back. Sure didn't. Um, SPA mode is not a good name for that. Agreed. I mean that single, you're totally right that the single page uh, or the single, yeah, you know, like route colon colon live wire, that should be grouped as an alternative way to render a component. Yeah. Way up at the top. Has yeah, nothing to do with that. It, it really feels like a second class citizen down in the JavaScript section. For sure. And SPA mode really means turbo links. So I should just name it turbo links. Yeah. And but like the only that's the only place where you show how to make a route colon colon live wire is inside of the SPA mode docs. It's the only way you show Yeah, no, I know. It's definitely and does those not are, those sense. are totally different things. Okay. So, but this beginning part, this is the hard part to nail. Yeah. Because the middle stuff's easy. Like that's done. It's like validation. There's the page about validation, authorization, blah blah blah. Right? Like loading states, yep. dirty states. That stuff's easy. It's the beginning that's tough. The core concepts, the essentials, and it's labeled the essentials. So what is, yeah. what is the best, what, when you need to go to the, the river to drink, mm-hmm. what are you looking for? Those first two times, those first like times when you just started using LiveWare and you went, wait a minute, what would have worked for you? Uh, so you have to tell me how to make a component, right? So you and do that, that. Okay. Yeah, that's done. Um, you have to show me some basic making components could encapsulate both creating the component declaring it on a page talking briefly about the render method and talking briefly about the mount method here's a question and is route colon colon live wire should that be the default 
consuming a component and then let the blade directives be the secondary one? Uh, I've flip-flopped on that since day one. I like not making it the default because I think people expect more from it than it gives. I think... I mean, so I watched your screencasts, right? Okay. Um, and there you do the whole like walkthrough where right. you're like, okay, now let's grab a view. Now let's stick the blade directive in it. And then bada boom, now the blade directive has gone and it's yeah. just a route. How cool. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that story is cool, but you can still tell that story there without making, I don't know. I it's don't know. It's pretty interesting because I really do use, I use both about equal. I probably use route live wire more. I probably use route live wire more. Uh-huh. So maybe I should, but something about it to me feels like it's pushing people to feel like live wire is a a big buy-in thing. Where really what I want you to feel is like, oh, you have an existing app? Use a live wire component in one small corner of your app. It costs almost nothing. You know, replace this one little component with a live wire component. My philosophy is start with blade. Start with simple. Do simple. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Do you get it? Do you? I mean, I know you I get, get it. it. Do you don't agree? Wanna, I don't want to do that, though. You don't want to what? I don't. For the thing I'm doing, I don't. Yeah, you want, don't want to. I don't want any controllers. Yeah, I know. So that's the thing. In reality, I talk the big talk. But yeah. I make LiveWire components for every page because I just like LiveWire components. Because controllers are boring. Controllers are boring, right? Why not make it a LiveWire component so that it's... Yeah. A con so you don't have to write a freaking controller, yeah. Mm. Okay. All right, so I think I've... That's the new tagline, LiveWire. Not, uh, not like death to JavaScript or whatever. It's like LiveWire. Death to controllers. Death to controllers. <laughs> it's true. For me... It is that. Yeah. It is that. No more controllers. Death to controllers, dude. Yeah, well, and that's what really, like, the fact that Livewire existed made me confident in, like, just jumping in and, like, starting to hack on this and say, knowing I was going to make a lot of progress quickly. Because the normal workflow of starting a side project is so much... Say I know the the information architecture of yeah. my side project, yeah. right? Yeah. There is so much nonsense to do. Yeah. To get to the point where like I'm actually writing real code, yeah. right? I have to make the models. I have to make the controllers. I have to make the route groups. I have to make the name route name groups. You it's know, you have to think about. I have to make every action. You have to think about every action you're going the user the user is going to take on the interface. Yeah. And write an endpoint for it. And that's the thing that LiveWire eliminates. Well, okay, but I don't think that's fair because, like, you don't need to do that to get started, right? You're going to write those actions along the way. Um, yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, for me, that's really started, the, the heavy load yeah. is, like... To me, it's, like... It's not, like, create, post, test, and controller, and so it's, like, post LiveWire You know what it is for me? Create it's, method. The it's the thing where it's, like, I have to create a route and then a controller... And then a view, and I have to pass in the model class that already exists that I created, which for which I needed to create a yeah, right. migration. Okay, sure. Right? 
Yeah. Like to create create a single route that shows one of something, I have to create eight different PHP files. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, no, it's and it's rough. like get real, dude. Like it's slow and this is fast. And that I like. Um Eureka moment, sort of. What I don't think about crud anymore. Yeah, me neither. Not when I'm doing it. Not when you're doing the live wire thing. Yeah. You're just create you're just making components and behavior. Yep. You're not thinking about what's the proper should this be a put, a patch, or oh, yeah, a post? Dude. You're you write a method and you call it from a click. Well, and I was really struggling with what to call my components for a while. Right? Oh, like, sure, yeah. Like should this be like yeah. post create right. or like create post? Is this a create post component? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and I've, I'm experimenting now with naming them all just like what phase you are in the process, you know, just okay. like really descriptive names that don't conform to like crud naming conventions at all. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so like, like it's a game, right? So I have like a join game component and i have a waiting room component nice. and i have yeah. you know like yes not all like these create a waiting room state like yeah. so that'll be like waiting room dot create dot well and i'm like well what does a waiting room create i guess it creates a ready game right yeah, you know right. like once you've waited it you know it's funny how it is like that isn't i am glad i was exposed to that and went down that road but it's yeah. funny that it just vanished once once you don't have to think in terms of endpoints and things like that it's like yeah now, you know, who knows, right? If I live with this game for a long time, it might become a hellhole of like terribly named components and I can't tell what anything does or, you know. Sure. <clears throat> but for now, it seems fine. Yeah. Okay. So, Decol, documentation, uh, SPA mode has to be called TurboLinks. The whole single page like component thing has to be brought up alongside the other ways to call a component. Right. So, really, it's like there's the installation. There's the artisan command. Really, there's like, it's the artisan command to make a component. Yeah, but I think that piece of documentation should also show you a component. I think that piece of documentation. tell you about yeah, like maybe make, data, one, one piece of data and one action. Make the component and then, um, oh, you think so? Well, so that that's the getting started. Like getting started is the so I, like the slice I kind of feel like it. it shouldn't be a making a, a component. quick start. I don't think it should be a make a component. Like I think you're still ta- thinking too much in terms of actions. Okay. Right. Like I don't think the documentation be, should be for make a component. I think it should be components, and it should be a whole section. Come on. Well, so, well, what I'm saying is like. It already is that. Just picture like, that you created. I don't know created... if I buy into this the essentials concept. What you're saying is mm-hmm. that you you just want a component thing, right? I, I want to. So you have a heading right now called component features. Okay. Right. Yeah. I think I would remove the word features from that and just call it components. Um. And inside there, I would have, um like creating from the command line and calling from blade i don't even i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm overthinking it i think you're thinking wrong but i don't yeah. think that i'm thinking right what if what about this what if you learn livewire based on the core directives 
Like, what if it wasn't called properties or data binding? What if it was called wire model? Yeah, I would love that. If that was the whole structure. If it was like, what if, yeah, if it was like, um, so instead of properties, it would be wire model. Instead of actions, it would be wire click. But, but then like, it's tough with naming because it's really wire submit or anything. But let's just say that it's wire click. Okay. And then that covers actions. And then, yeah, no, it's, it, it kind of breaks down. No, because then, you, yeah, there's nothing to write about wire click except for this is an event handler and here's like wire event yeah, or wire on, you know? So, okay. So I think, I think we can just like make a decent improvement by literally not calling it the the three problems in that page. I think the three problems are, um, the three problems are the making components render and mount. Those are bad names. The, The two problems are really the mount method and the render method. Those shouldn't be sections. Right. And the lack of a using components page. Yes, that is true. That is true. That is surprising that that's buried in the mount method. That is true. Um, it's buried in the mount method and the SPA mode stuff, right? Like that page needs to exist so it can have so you can have a place to move the route colon colon live wire stuff too. What is that? Say that again. Route colon colon live wire is a way to use right, a component. Yes, yes, and that. it needs to be pulled out to somewhere. Yeah, agreed. It would be pulled out there and put alongside of that. Yeah. Yep. And then actions i mean actions is like that's a domain term is that is that a I horrible think actions name? is fine i'm not i don't have a problem with actions really okay so properties actions I events, think properties, and hooks. actions events hooks all that's fine so yeah it's basically just those beginning stages it's like how do you create the component how do you use it they should just be a little more obvious than mount render and making components well like i think about it like this right like there is a uh models page in the laravel docs right yeah. And it contains information on the boot method. Sure. So the right? problem is, I know what you're thinking, but the problem is that LiveWire is n- is a is a component. Everything's a component. Everything relates to the component. So if I made a page that just said component like you're saying what Laravel has for model, mm-hmm. if I had that page, I would end up having all these subsections within that page. Mm-hmm. That would then recreate the structure I've already created inside Essentials. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yep. So it could be called Component Essentials or something. But, but yeah, like all those core concepts are all about the component. Everything yeah, is about yeah, yeah. the component. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can make a, a legitimate improvement just by these two things. I think. So I'm thinking about it in terms of this, right? Like I think like when I say components. What I mean is like, here's the API that is inside of game.php, which is a live wire component, right? Okay. And the things that are available to me there that are live wire specific and not just part of PHP are properties, actions, the render and boot method. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else I'm thinking? Render and mount. Or sorry, render and mount method. Why is the it life cycle boot? hooks? It's not called boot because it's it's not boot because it it's accepts not really the boot. Proper, it's yeah. basically a constructor, but I yeah, can't yeah, yeah. use PHP's constructor. 
Sure. Go on. I think that's it, right? But like, I kind of want the, I kind of want the things to be broken down in, as in terms of like, here are directives that you can stick on existing HTML tags, right? Yeah. Um. So that's one segment of the documentation. Another segment of the documentation is like, here's the things that you would put in a PHP file to handle all of the data in the view or all of the, the problem is stuff in the view the problem is you describe two pages i'm not saying pages i'm thinking sections so you're saying separate out the back end from the front end stuff like the html file concerns from the php file concerns right and then i think there's a third set of concerns which is the one that's in neither of those which is using a component which happens in either a blade file somewhere or in your routes file. So the using a component agreed. That has to be a page that doesn't exist right now. I'm going mm -hmm. to kill mount and render pages and I'm going to create that page called using components. Right. But what I'm saying is like, think, of, think about it like these three domains exist, right? There's, yes. There are domains. There's like the domain of like, inside of a live wire components blade file yeah right that's what domain then there's a inside of a live wire components php file right like inside the yes. component class that's a domain um and then there's a domain of, of like using the component not in either of those two files but right. in my actual app so that is true and that's one way of viewing it the problem is if those are the way, the problem is, let's pretend that, let's take it to the extreme and say that the docs are split up into three categories, outside Livewire component, PHP component, and blade file. Right. Blade file has all the directives, PHP component has mount, render, updated, all that stuff. Okay. So the problem is that every feature cuts across two of those. So, and the only reason, like, it, I wonder if, if this is feeling more like a categorization because it's a separate blade file. There's also inline components where the render method just returns a blade string. Right, you know? right, right, right. So it's really like the rendering part, the blade part. But the problem is that to talk about wire model, we have to talk about updating and updated hooks. And those are methods in the back end that would normally live under the class section. We have to talk about the directive and all its modifiers. That's the blade section. We have to talk about the property that's in the class. We have to talk about what types the property can be, you know? It's like when you talk about there's these slices, like like data binding properties is a slice. Actions, calling actions, that's a slice. Those are the two, those are the two big slices that cut across the view and the PHP file. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. And then we're back to properties and actions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's tough, but I don't think this is a loss at all. I feel like kill SPA mode, rename it TurboLinks, take out that single page thing, pull it into a new page called using components, kill mount method, kill render method, and so we've massively my, improved the docs. Here's my like guiding light for you in all of this. To the extent possible, so let's just take it take it as read that it is impossible to have every page in the docs be 
a noun that is a category of features. Yes. Right? But that is the ideal. Yeah. The ideal is that validation, authorization, pagination. Event, broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. That is the ideal. And you are going to have to deviate from that ideal some. Yes. But I think you should feel some internal pain every time you do that. That makes you wish for a way to turn that into a noun that describes some functionality. I completely agree. You know? Yep. And that way, like, maybe right now you just make a page called, like, using components. But maybe later we come up with a name for that that feels more like the rest of the doc. Yeah. That when you think, like, I like I want a user test where I have, where I give somebody that sidebar. Here's what, like, I, I like, tell you, like, you haven't even seen the sidebar. I put you already know Livewire and I'm like, here's the sidebar. Take me to the page where you can find out what the at Livewire directive does. Yeah, and, like, exactly. Like time somebody. Mm-hmm. Like have like 10 people and mess with that name until you get the shortest time. Yeah. And that's the name to choose. That's the name. Um, I think the component features and UI niceties subheadings yeah. are perfect and shouldn't be messed with. Cool. Um, I think the JavaScript subheading is really confusing. Okay, hold on. I don't know why, it, you know, if I'm approaching yeah, Livewire, yeah, yeah. not knowing what right. Livewire is, I don't know what that is or so why it's So it should there. be, it's it's JavaScript, yeah, kill JavaScript. It should say Alpine and Turbolinks. Mm-hmm. Just as their own things. Yeah, maybe call it uh, JavaScript integrations, Right, because then you're oh integrations. You're clarifying it could just be called these are not. This yeah. is not part of LiveWire that I'm documenting. Right, these are integrations with JavaScript libraries that, if you're using these libraries, you're going to want to read. It should these be docs, called JS integrations, Alpine and TurboLinks. Yep. Then it should say. Uh, then I think testing is good. Mm-hmm. I think um, troubleshooting, security, and then right after security, I want package development. That doesn't exist, and a lot of people want that. And um, then I think that the API reference, yeah, should be because um, if I'm correct, yeah. So it only includes template directives, right? So that should just be called template directives. Yeah, it should be called. Yeah, I don't like the word template directives. Maybe just because it's too long. HTML directives, directives. Um. Markup directives. Markup directives. Um, we just call it HTML, HTML directives. Attributes. HTML attributes. That's just good. But it, you know, API ref. That word reference means or like. Or maybe just call it markup. Um, n- well, see the thing, the API reference name for me in documentation jogs. This thing that like Tells this is me stuff it's going to be a table. Yeah. Yep. Like this yeah. stuff's been covered throughout the rest of it, but here's just like the no bullshit version. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, that's what this is. But has it all been covered throughout the rest of the thing? Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. Every single thing. Yep. Easily. I will say I'm going to make these adjustments, but decal, I urge yeah. you to yeah. read through the docs. I'll read it. I'll read it before my next session. I think you will discover so many things and it will bring lots of clarity, I believe. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I don't, I'm also like not that kind of programmer. I mean, I'm going to do it because you're asking me to and I'm a nice person, Mm -hmm. but I'm not that kind of programmer. Yeah, I know. Right? Like I'm like, I'm not either. The whole, the whole concept of like write a test and then like let the errors guide you. Yeah. That is how I write code. Same. Right? Yes. It's like write what I think the code is, you know, write what I think it is and then like let the errors guide me. Yeah. So I guess the thing that the hard part about that, the missing piece with that, and I'm the, I'm the exact way to you start with, it's such a better way to, I don't know. It works really well for me. I totally get it. I'm the exact same way. I've never read through the tailwind docs. No way. I've never read through, maybe I read through the Laravel docs a while ago. Dude, tailwind is like the most searchable docs I've ever seen. They're extremely good. good docs. They're extremely good. But. I will say that the sidebar organization, I never pay attention to. I only use Algolia to find like the name I'm looking for, the search yeah. at the top. Mm-hmm. And then I click on it and I usually find what I want. But yep. Same. if I look... And I mean, that's that's how I eventually found the stuff I was looking for in yes. the LiveWire docs. But yep. I didn't know what to search for. Yes, it's tougher. As far as... Because you can't as just the, search like, a CSS property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the way you encounter uh, code, great. Love it. I'm the same way. The problem with that is some problems you might not know you're encountering. You know, mm-hmm. that's the problem. You might not know about certain things available to you. And the mm-hmm. only way to know about those is to read the docs, watch screencasts, or pair with Like you have to either see on an island, you can't, you can't know. You can't know mm-hmm. the extra lifecycle hooks you could be using. You can't know about why you're dirty and what it means and what it can do. Yeah. I mean, I know about it now and I still have no idea how to use it. <laughs> right. A lot of the stuff you know about because I've talked to you about, but, yeah. um, but no, I mean, I actually like clicked the, the link. Oh, like, wire, dirty? wire dirty. Yeah. Wire yeah. dirty is, is the most difficult thing to explain. Yeah. Until you need it. I'm sure. The idea, hopefully I just like, if I was a developer and I was working on a real time form, and I needed to show if like, if the data is dirty and not yeah, like yeah. synchronized, I would hope that I would be called to that page and then I would find everything I need. Yeah. But it, yeah, that's not one that, that probably is what happens. I haven't heard any complaints about it. Honestly, the biggest complaint I've heard is there's no package development thing and that I uh, spam modes bad and, uh, and yeah. And the route colon colon live is kind of hidden. So. Yeah. What is under troubleshooting? I didn't even click on that. That needs, oh, that, yeah, that's actually a really ha- handy one. And the thing is, is I don't think people will come there on their own. you misspelled checksum. Ooh, it's yeah, S-U-M. checksum. I, yeah, I spelled it right everywhere else. Just, well, just the biggest place. Just the heading that everyone will see. Checksum. You should submit a pull request for that. Ooh, stop trying to give me credit for things. Um, check some issues. Yeah, no, but this page, uh, I don't imagine people come here on their own, but the most popular error that people were hitting in JavaScript, I made a fat error message that gave all the information you could possibly need and said probably why it's happening. Then I was also like, go to this page in the docs and read through it and it will probably fix your problem. Nice. Just cause I end up telling people so much like, here are all the reasons all the reasons problems happen in livewire is dom diffing issues did you know that i didn't star livewire on github in until just now 
or until just when I when it asked me to when I created a live wire component. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised at all. I don't. That's something I would do. I mean, it's not. You know, it's what you know. What the problem is is that like you know me, so you don't do that kind of thing. Yeah, like, exactly. It's just not. It's just very, very understandable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The other thing I need to beef up is security. Um. I need to cover the fact that in a controller, you think if you have route model binding, like you have to authorize that, you know, yeah. there's no baked in authorization with route model binding. But I think when people are in a liveware component, they think that everything's secure for some reason, but you still have to authorize stuff, you know? Uh-huh. And so I need, I want to be really clear, like, Hey, you have to do this arrow authorize post before you update that post. Even if it's mm-hmm. stored as a public property on the class as post, you still have to authorize it before you change it. Mm. Actually, not if it's stored as a public property, but if you have like a wire click update post where you pass in an ID, mm-hmm. somebody could hop in the HTML and change that ID. Like, right. there's no way I can secure that. Right, You right, have right. to, when you pull it in in the method, you have to authorize that. And that's something I think people don't think about at first. Hmm. yeah this has been great t cole i'm actually going to do yeah. these things uh i really appreciate the feedback yeah good times um, um sometime you should hop in and take a look at my live wire code and tell me if i'm really bad at it or not yeah i'd be interested yeah it's interesting i enjoy it oh also another hot caleb tip you mentioned water css yeah on one of our recent um podcasts yep and the game I'm making is like there's like a main screen and then a bunch of like individual users phone screens. Yeah. So it's like kind of like a Jackbox game where there's like right. a there's like a TV screen and then a bunch of user screens. Yeah. So I just because I didn't want to do any styling at all, I just pulled in water CSS dark mode for one layout and light mode for another layout. Um, Sweet. And so all of my user screens are light mode and my main screen is dark mode and it's all in water CSS and it doesn't look awful. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, this is sick. It's pretty great. My whole blog is water CSS. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. I just pulled it in and used some inline styles for some basic like width. Yeah, I added like the only I've added two custom classes so far and it's block and inline block. Okay, cool. Because like I had like a. I had one of those like multi inputs where like you add one, now add another, now yeah. add another. And you just want to have the plus and minus buttons floating off to the yep, right. Yep. You know? So I was like, oh, I'll just add an inline block class that's just like the tailwind one. Cool. Yeah. Sweet beans. All right, man. Good times. Are we leaving, D. Cole? You don't have anything else for me? Um, Do I have anything else for you? I don't think so. Okay. I'll release you. Don't. What are we at here for this so. record? Dude, wire column poll is really good. Oh, you know what I want to talk to you about? Polling is so good. Polling is so good. I completely agree. But it's not always good. Sometimes pusher is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course. It's like half the but time, I mean, one's better like, than the other. Right, but like for rapid development, like... Oh, you can't even just, touch it. Yeah, it's so oh, good. It's unreal. It really is unreal. Like... So I have this waiting room component, right? Which is like where like I put up a URL on the screen and now everyone gets their phones out and puts that URL into their browser yeah. and then joins the game. Oh, and their name and shows I'm up. Like, 
and I'm displaying on the screen like who's joined and who we're still waiting on. And then I'm doing a thing where like I have like a an is active property on the player. Yeah. And like it's basically if like the last scene timestamp is within five seconds Mm. or something. Um, And so like that's getting updated the whole time. And so then I can then I have like a separate state, which is like this person did join, but then they disconnected. Yeah. You know, and so I'm going to use that throughout the whole. So all of everything is going to sit within a single live wire component, Mm -hmm. which will basically pause everything if someone disconnects. Hmm you know Mm -hmm. and so it's and like then resume it once they reconnect right that's sick yeah that's uh that's a perfect use case for it i and wire pull is a lot smarter now i mean it's actually wire pull is awesome because you think pulling is the simplest thing in the world until like you just do it yourself like with set interval Mm -hmm. but then you realize that like you want it to be dormant when the tabs closed and you want a bunch of other stuff and you want you don't always want to pull um, and you want to, you know, customize duration and probably a couple other things I can't think of, but, um, but now if a component wire pulls and it's removed, the polling gets removed, which you would think would happen anyway. I just didn't build it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that happens and you can conditionally add wire pull to an element in the yeah. page or to an entire component. So in my Disney trivia night, the first welcome screen has wire pull because there's a countdown. There's a minute countdown to the game. And I just have a like carbon now format and then wire pull for like once a minute it's funny so i the listener doesn't know this the but user. wait the point um, is is that as soon as you progress past that page there's no page refresh but it stops pulling all the other pages right, right. are pusher driven yeah. go on um the listener doesn't know this but like i like was going to build this game sent you a video of like us discussing the game or of john yeah. pitching the game basically right um and then i was like can you send me your code for your game um, I thought I would actually look at that code, but I haven't even looked at it yet. Cause like everything just felt like I knew what to do, you know? Yeah. Yep. Like I thought I was going to like run into something where I'm like, oh, well there's going to, the answer will be in Caleb's implementation mm. and I'll go look at it, you know, but I haven't run into something yet. And so I'm just going to keep not looking at your code and, but I think the fact that it's there gives me freedom. Good. I mean, I told you it's garbage. Um, yeah, but it, it works. It's garbage, but it works. And uh yeah and I, and when you ask that like i mean that's my general belief is like you know i know there's a lot more intricacies than i am aware of because yeah. because of building it but but in a lot of ways it's like hey, you got actions and methods and properties what more do you need like that there know. you go uh, yeah yeah so that's cool that's cool to hear yeah um yeah oh so the thing that i was getting excited about when you were pitching this mm-hmm is that so i was picturing at first what i was picturing was wrong but let's just pretend it's that way you have this jackbox game where you know the there's the middle screen is shared and then everybody has their phones and then let's say there's a part of each person's phone screen let's say everybody gets like a mini map you know like mm-hmm. a mini version of the bo- the game board so yeah. it's unified for everybody and when somebody makes a move or when something happens it updates on everybody yeah so with with polling everybody's polling all the time let's mm-hmm. say you wanted to reduce for reasons let's say and you wanted to make it more instant you did not want to pull every second mm-hmm. so you switch to pusher but with that implementation you still there's still a round trip happening for everybody because right, right. pusher is going to go to each person's liveware component and tell liveware to update so up to the liveware will go back to the server and then back mm-hmm. so i was thinking it would be really dope if there was a concept of shared liveware components so that 
a liveware component is shared amongst everybody. And when an update happens from like any component or whatever, that change gets pushed to everybody. So it's just an abstraction of the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, I mean, the special thing is that when it gets pushed from pusher from one of the consumers, it gets pushed. Everybody's liveware components get updated, but they don't go back to the server. Oh, interesting. Totally disconnected. So the basically it's so scalable. Like you could have like, you know, a million people <laughs> like connected and mm-hmm. you could put, you could change everybody's liveware component and not incur extra server load. It would just be pusher load, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which to me is kind of crazy. Like I'm thinking things like a donate sidebar, you know, that just shows like live donations happening and like everybody's yeah, yeah, looking yeah. at it. This it's just a shared component. It's not resource heavy at all. It's just pusher heavy. That's pretty cool. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. But but you didn't have like a shared bo- game board that I don't know. I think I thought. No, it, we do though. Do you? I mean, the like, is there a part of, of everybody's phone that is exactly the same? Yeah, yeah, but it's not just passive, right? Oh, you can interact with it. You can interact with it. Yeah, but. I think that's fine, right? Because like the passive data could just get updated from the server. Yeah. And then on the on interaction, then you push something up and then it triggers a passive update to everyone else's. Yeah. Could you you're saying like you could disconnect into two separate components where one's read only and shared and the other no, or like nope. so what if no. would there be any race condition stuff where like two people make an action at the same time and they both trigger like read only updates to everybody? Um yeah potentially that that's the only problem with that that i saw is like you could do it and it'd probably be fine for the most part depending but you would the creator of the component would have to know that normally livewire locks itself when it when a component Mm -hmm. update is out it's locked Mm -hmm. but in this way there's no way to lock from someone else you know be interesting it'd be pretty interesting but this is the perfect example of something like if you made a message, like a chat app, you had two people, you know, in disparate areas with their own browsers, there'd be two yeah. components. One component would be the send message component. And the other one would be and the, the other shared would be like message the show component. Messages component. Yeah. Exactly. Same thing with a shopping cart, something like that. It's read only and uh, it updates, but yeah. it updates. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So pretty anyway, cool. thanks for, uh, thanks for so the yeah, tips. The vote component. The vote component is my next. It's the actual first piece of gameplay. I haven't built any gameplay yet. Okay. I've only built everything else. Yep. Which is like joining a game and creating a game and adding players to a game mm-hmm. and all all of that like infrastructure stuff. Yeah. So the next thing I'm doing is the vote component, um, which is basically like everyone has a certain number of tokens and you get to spend them between yep. certain vote options. Right. And they're everyone every option is won by a given player yep right um and we're basically going to show you the top the current top vote yep on that thing yep um so there's a possibility of a race condition right Mm -hmm. but um i think it's fine because like if we use like wire loading right Mm -hmm. to like show you when how long it takes you to do a vote Mm -hmm. the only time it's going to affect gameplay is at the end 
so say there's like 60 seconds for voting right when it comes down to like 58 seconds in and people are trying to make like on the fly last minute decisions and trying to like snipe a vote away from someone right you know that will matter but you've already been voting for 60 seconds and so you've built a you've become accustomed to how long it takes for a vote to go through Mm -hmm. and so i feel like if you submit a vote and it doesn't get in in time it won't feel bad because you'll know you will have known how long it takes to get a vote in and maybe i so the disney trivia night thing this is sort of similar to the the um selecting a question or selecting your answer to a question your trivia answer there's a timeline you know like we just verbally say like five four three two one Mm -hmm. um and there is that panic right at the end like Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. I got to press this button or oh, you got to change. You got to really oh, right. make up your but mind. You're doing the thing where everyone's client is the thing that locks them out. And then do you just resolve all of the events based on timestamp or something? No. So that's an, that's another thing I've thought of, right? Is that like you actually lock people out like locally, like you use Alpine or something to disable right. the button yeah. at a certain time. And then with each event that gets triggered, like you just... Like, they all just get resolved in order. We'll have to really talk about your architecture at some point, because you have, yeah, like, yeah. way more intricate needs than I do for this. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm be curious to, because there's some pretty interesting things we could do. Um, but with this, my point was, is that the requests are so fast, like, they're way faster than my local machine, just, like, the, like, smallest forge droplet you can get. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, super fast for up, for making those updates. And, um... Uh, and I use whatever I use like a checkbox. So they see the update happen instantly, but it happens in the background. But anyway, I like nobody ever feels like the lag, like killed them and they couldn't get their answer in. Like I've answered huh. on the dot. And the thing is, is cause like the, the request still goes out. Even yeah, if, yeah. even if things move on, like the request still went out. So the database change was made, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so that, like, I think that is probably pure enough that like, let's say that you emit a pusher event to lock everybody's voting uh, things. You emit the pusher event while the pusher event is traveling through the skies. Somebody, some like, somebody sneaks in and hits that vote button. Another person hits it like two milliseconds later. Both of those are going off. Uh, I don't know which. I imagine that. I guess the person closer to the server would hit first. But whatever. Is that true? Is there a is there a timestamp sent through Livewire? No. Of like local device time when something happened. No should there be what maybe there should be is um a simple way to hook into the the livewire payload so that you can easily like add your own Mm -hmm. data to the payload and then retrieve it in the back end and then retrieve it in the back end yeah yeah Yeah, because then you could just do something where like you know they get resolved in order yep that's pretty cool actually but You'd have to, yeah, weird stuff, yeah, man. I, theoretically, you could cheat by like changing your device time, but the hard thing is, is that the backend, the 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 manager of this game is in a long running instance. It's not like you can sit there and collect things and queue them up, collect votes, and then at the end well, settle I mean, it you all. You could up. just store them all in a Redis instance or a database or something, right? And then, but and how? Then... What is the machine that is doing the vote ending and tabulating? You know, how does that get triggered? Right. So that is the 
big question. And that's kind of the thing I haven't totally figured that's out. It's so yet. weird that this seems like such a, a like a, this seems like a problem that I would have hit a thousand times in web development, but I've never hit this problem until this moment. Right. So it's called Game Manager. I know that. Gotcha. I know its name is Game Manager. Yeah. Um, and I know it's also the thing that is going to handle like what happens if someone disconnects in the middle of the game. Right. Like mm. it is the master of times and timelines and knowing what we're doing right now and what stage of the game we're in and what turn this is. Is there an interface for the game master? Like no. it's so that so the game is played. There's no like game master human. It's just people uh, playing the game. There's just people yeah. in a game. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So you could, you could have like a cron job that like fires every 30, every second to like for ticks, you know, for like game manager ticks. Yeah. But I want the, I actually want the game manager to have a front end. Oh, okay. Um, because it's going to like freeze everyone's screen if someone disconnects. Yeah. And stuff like that. So it actually is going to be a live wire component that has oh. a front end. And it's actually going to, all the other components are going to be nested inside of it. So how will this work if there's no person loading that component? Everyone will load the component. Oh, everyone is the game master. Game master, it's not game master, it's game manager. No, I just changed it. Game manager, so game master would be a person. Game manager is Game manager is the manager component. component. Interesting, so everybody collectively carries and, the game forward and the tv screen everyone's phone and the tv screen are all running an instance of game manager ah the tv screen could be the game manager but then what if the tv screen gets shut up i'm thinking of what's the thing that keeps time like what's the thing that like the server oh how what do you mean don't 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 what are you thinking don't decal i can tell you're annoyed you have your decal tood well, no, I'm just confused about what you're asking. Maybe I'm yeah. misunderstanding your question. Are you decal? Yeah, I am. I I'm also being hungry. a little harsh. I'm hungry. <laughs> this is for you, man. Uh huh. It's for me. I already cut you off to say thanks for the tips, and then you kept going. Yeah, it's true. This may never come out. What the game? No this this portion of the podcast. Oh, Who it's knows? Been, You'll probably cut it at thanks for the tips. No way. I know you. No way. I know you're big into editing. No, I'm not. <laughs> Believe me, though, the reason the last NPM and NPTM episode isn't out is because I wanted to cut the whole last part where I rant about where I rant about mobile apps. Yeah. Because I just feel like I just don't like that it, that's out there. Mm. But I'm like really conflicted, and I know the out. right thing is just to put it out. But that's the reason it's not out is because I've been like procrastinating. Yeah. Like I started to edit it, but then I thought twice and never opened it again. Yeah, well, that's fine. Um, <sighs> Decal. But really, my honest question was like, this: what does the server mean? Is it a cron job? Is it a long, like... Oh, I see, I see, I see. Basically, I, I feel like any... Any given instance of the game manager can right. send a message that says it's time to move on to the next thing. Yes, right. right? It's like a shared so collective There doesn't need to be mind. like a master instance, right? It's yep. just like whoever gets there first to say that this phase is over, let's go to the next phase. Yep. Yeah, dude, that's interesting. There's some interesting stuff here. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about it once I've gotten further into it and have more knowledge about what's underlying. Cool beans, Nicole. Cool beans, indeed. We are uh we are there. Let me yeah. uh stop this here record. Uh I don't have outro music on this one, so there's nothing to cue, unfortunately. Goodbye, friends. Goodbye, friends. <laughs>